This episode has been brought to you by LicenseLink. Never show music licensing again. Insurance for your mix. Download the app today or visit LicenseLink.com. That's L-I-C-E-N-S-E-L-I-N-Q.com. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on, let's begin. This is episode number 39. Not sure if there's going to be a 40, but thank you for joining in today's episode. We are talking about the score sheet. Does it need to change? That's the buzz going around on the internet right now. We're going to bring up a scenario from last week. If your daughter's on the same level for multiple years, doesn't want to cheer if she doesn't move up, what should you do in that case? And we are bringing back the question of the week. We have a great question a week of how coaches choose where athletes go in the routine. All of that coming up in this episode. But before we hop into that, we have the $100 giveaway. More of you guys are starting to join, but if you join, you still have a great opportunity to win this $100, which will be given away, chosen at the end of the month. Two, enter on Facebook. All you have to do is share the podcast. You can share the YouTube video. You can share the actual audio from Spotify or Apple, but share that, send a screenshot to myself or Brittany showing, showing us that you shared on Facebook and now enter you in, or you can join on, enter on YouTube. All you have to do is subscribe, uh, enter on YouTube. You have to like the video, comment, and make sure you're subscribed to the channel. The more you do that, the more chances you have to win. So you can enter on Facebook and on YouTube. Someone is going to win why not you? But now let's get into this episode without further ado. Guys, don't be less when you can be more, be more. Always great to have you on the show. How's life? What's going on? Well, you know, it is uh, the 21st. So that means three days until Christmas Eve, four days till Christmas, whatever. Yep. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are, uh, overwhelmed and have a lot of things to do before then. Um, sadly, I am one of them. Uh, so yeah, no, that's definitely on my mind. Um, I am enjoying our little break that we have from no cheer, no school. Um, other than that, just like soaking in the time with the girls, just, you know, trying to hang out with them, but they don't really want to hang out with me. Uh, so uh, how about you? How's things going? Dude, we're going. Here we are. Like you said, a few days before Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone out there. So you know how it is. Ashley's out doing her thing, trying to get all the gifts prepared. Joey has, you know, there's Amazon's bringing gifts every single day to the house. So <laughs> here we are. But, you know, it, here we are into the thick of it, like I said last week. So anyway, um, we started this new segment last week called Coach's Comment. Again, if you have a better idea for the name of this segment, leave it in the comments below. And um, yeah, so, but coaches comment, I thought this is a pretty cool segment. So in this segment, we go to one of the coaches pages I'm on, see something that the coaches are talking about. And it's a conversation that I want to hop in and insert my opinion on. So if it's cool with you, be more, are you ready to hop just straight into coaches comment? Yeah, I get to see all the like parent tea. So I want to see. Some <laughs> yeah. Coaches tea. All right. No, there's a big buzz going around about the score sheet. So people are not, people are not happy with the score sheet right now. So, you know, I guess we'll talk about this. I'll give my opinion on it. And then, you know, we'd love to hear from you too, B. Anyway, let's, um, let's get into this. The new varsity score sheet is a severe overcorrection. Deductions are so minimal that you're better off falling than losing drivers trying to keep your best friend in the air. Drops and tumbling are so insequential, it's dangerous. Two-day two day events are useless as the actual outcome on the stage plays little bearing in results. There are only a handful of mastermind people who can help your team truly master the subjective bottom half of the score sheet and 
It has a significantly more, sorry, and it has significantly more impact than ever before on results. I have no idea why we have such drastic changes coming off almost an entire, entire, almost entirely virtual season of unlimited filming. Of course, deductions were too harsh last year, but she's talking about last year right there. Um, and they talk about some international things. Why are we not being scored with the international percentages in non-tumble and international divisions when only three of the roughly 80 teams in the division, in the divisions at Worlds, will advance to finals? So that is a, a mouthful. That's a handful. And then that post had about 200-something comments on it when I last saw it. Just talking about you know, everyone giving their different opinions about the score, the score sheet, what's going on this season, should it change back, what should change, how it get, you know, all these different things. So it's not really my cup of tea to hop hop in the comment section, but this is how I hop in the comment sections without hopping in the comment section. So um, <laughs> I guess we'll unpack that um, and, you know, go and give you my opinion and Brittany, interrupt me whenever you want and we can talk about, you know, things from a parent perspective, I guess. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, the new varsity score sheet is a severe overcorrection. Oh, this is actually where I do want to stop. Deductions are so minimum that you, you're better off falling than losing drivers trying to keep your best friend in the air. So I will say this. So with the new varsity score sheet, um, they have taken down the weight of a deduction. So deductions don't weigh as much as they did in previous seasons, right? And so I saw this firsthand. Saw this firsthand, and this has never, ever happened to me ever before in my life. We went out and we had, and so I will, I will agree that deductions, and everyone knows this, but I saw that it doesn't have as big as an impact as it's had before in the past. So we filmed for cheer match, and we're doing the, and we got two routines to film with cheer match, right? And cheer match, for those who don't know, virtual competition that you download their app, you know, you pick your team, youth black, and you get, you get submission number, window number one, submission window number two, and you pick routine number one, and we go and we film their first routine. And then whenever we're ready again, we can go and hit submission number two and film their second routine. And then we have to pick between routine number one, routine number two to send in, right? So youth black goes, they hit a zero deduction routine on the first routine. Execution was kind of, eh, eh. And so, of course, we, you know, we get two opportunities. So we waited a little bit. Other teams went, rotated through. And then Youth Black went, went again. Youth Black went. Execution was significantly better in routine two. But we had a touchdown, like, right in the opening. But everything else, execution significantly better across all categories, right? And now we have a choice to make. Right. Which one? And usually every other year, it's hands down. You go with the routine that has zero deductions. It's just a no brainer, regardless of execution. And I don't want to say regardless, regardless, but pretty much regardless of execution with the same team, where you're comparing this, your same team to your other same team, the same routine, you go with the routine that doesn't have deductions and looked at it. And I remember Ash going like, but the, the second routine was so much better. Um, and I'm like, yeah, but it had a deduction. It had a deduction. And I remember, and I don't look into the deductions, um, but I remember just thinking, well, I know they changed deductions. Let me go look at what the deduction is for a touchdown. So I went and looked at the deduction, a deduction for a touchdown and a deduction for a touchdown. And don't quote me, don't kill me if this is not right internet. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it was like, 0.05, um, half of a tenth of a point, right? And I thought, that's like nothing. It's not even like a punishment. Okay, because a driver is at least one tenth. If it's a bad driver, and we probably had several two tenths, you know, deductions, you know, it's not a deduction, but, you know, a driver taken off of our score in that, in that, in the first routine. All right. So I turned in first time ever, willfully. I guess when you had deductions in other seasons, you didn't choose if you had the deduction or not. But, you know, on purpose, I said, all right, we're going to be, we're going to put ourselves in a better position competitively by having a routine that has a deduction in it versus having this routine that was zero deduction, right? We went, turned it in, and 
Youth Black, well, they separated the divisions. We are the only medium youth three. They had like three other small youth threes, but we had the highest youth three score of the division, right? Um, or of the competition. And so Youth Black walks away as the cheer match, you know, make a wish champions, right? Because, and we went with a routine. So it seems kind of weird that deductions don't have as big as an impact on the score sheet as, as they did previously, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's a double-edged sword. When I have a deduction, I want the, the, the deduction to have little impact. When my competitors have a deduction, I need the judges to, to, to cream them. <laughs> I need them to, you know, you know, take those guys yeah. out. But yeah, but it was weird. It, I do think it's kind of weird that deductions had such little, such small of an impact um, on the final score. It was kind of like, oh yeah, it's better for me to do this or to submit this routine with a deduction versus um, the routine that hit, but had, you know, obviously worse execution. So anyway, that is, that's that that I want to talk on and B, feel free to interrupt me anytime. Um, The other part I really wanted to talk about was this uh, part here. It says, there are only a handful of mastermind people who can help your team truly master the subjective bottom half of the score sheet. And it has significantly more impact than other than ever before on the results. So what she's saying in that part is there's the part of the score sheet where there's the skill portions, right? You have your building Mm -hmm. skills, stunts, um, pyramids, baskets, you have your tumbling skills, uh, standing, tumbling, running, tumbling, jumps. And then you have what we call in the industry, the bottom half of the score sheet, but really it's the bottom third of the score sheet. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it really, but you know, it's funny. It is the bottom half. We all call it the bottom half of the score sheet, but the bottom half of the score sheet is all the subjective categories. Um, it's dance. It's overall impression. It's routine composition. Um, I guess technically stunt creativity and pyramid creativity are all in that part of the uh, score sheet as well. Mm-hmm. Saying that that has more of an impact on the winners than before. Now I remember, now this is what's weird. Now I do have to call this out. We talked about the change in the score sheet months ago when they first released yep. the new score sheet and varsity said when they released it, they said we have designed the score sheet not to have, so the bottom half of the score sheet doesn't have as much of an impact on the winners. And I remember thinking like, yes, round of applause for that. But seemingly the bottom half, you know, maybe someone is wrong. Either this post is wrong and says it doesn't have as, or says it has more weight than ever before, or varsity had a miscalculation on how much of an impact it would actually have. Either way, I'm going to address this. I'm going to take this post as being true that the bottom half of the score sheet has more impact than ever before. If that is true, I agree that the bottom half of the score sheet, those subjective categories shouldn't have as big as an impact as the rest of the score sheet or in determining the winner. And here, here's why. And I heard this from a, a coach, tumbling coach, and I, I, he, he worded it perfectly. He said, why should, and actually, let me say it like this. I remember, I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to get into that. I remember when I would coach at PCM, we, I always felt we would lose competitions because we are losing in that bottom half of the score sheet. Every time we'd go, if we lost, I would go, there's no way we should be losing to this team. We have, you know, we're busting our butts in there. We have better stunts than these guys. We execute better than them. We have more difficulty than them. We have better tumbling. We have better pyramids. We have better baskets, both in difficulty and in execution. But they would just completely destroy us on that bottom half of the score sheet. And that was very, very frustrating as a coach because I'm I'm in there working hard, doing all these things, and they're killing us. You know, we would see the scores, and then they would just, like, make up for all those lost points in the bottom half. And... um. So I talked to this tumbling coach about this when it's, you know, a few months ago. And he said, why should, he's like, I work with my athletes every single day. Why should the choreographer who only comes in once, two, maybe three times a year, three times is pretty high, unless you 
you know, maybe the choreographer is in your gym, <laughs> uh, right down the street. Right. But three times is a, is a lot for, you know, to fly someone back and forth. Right. But why should the choreographer who only sees our kids for most gyms once a year have a bigger impact on the results than me who works with the athletes every single day? There we go. That It's perfectly worded. Why should a choreographer who only sees the athletes once, twice, three times a season have a bigger impact on the results of the competition than me who works with the athletes every single day? And that's how I was feeling back then, right? I didn't have those words to put it, you know, I, I couldn't put it into those words, but that's how I was feeling. I'm busting my butt every single day. These kids are working super hard every single day to drill this technique, to get this new skill, to add into the routine. We're doing all of that only to be beat by a team that hired a better choreographer than us, right? And they just have a little bit more flash here. They have a little bit more creativity here and they're winning the competition. So it does, I agree in that in that sense that, not in that, I agree with that for sure that I don't feel personally that the bottom half of the score sheet should have as much impact on the results versus, you know, that top part of the, that top part where we're actually doing the skills, the tumbling, mm-hmm. the stunts, the execution, you know? So, but, and, and I'm all for entertaining great routines with great seamless choreography and all of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're trying to compete as a, as a sport. It's like the kids versus the kids, you know, out there on the mat and the choreography, the choreography aspect having such a big, you know, weight on the score sheet seems more like it's more of a, the who's who, you know, she said only a handful of mastermind people truly ha- can have a big, in, like know what they're doing when it comes to that part. So if you don't have an in with, you know, someone who's really talented with that part of the score sheet, you know, no matter how good of a tumbling coach, stunting coach you are, you know, you kind of feel like there's nothing I can do to help these kids out, um, Mm -hmm. to help them win a competition. So, you know, um, let's see. Those are the only things I really wanted to, but I will say this about the score sheet. Um, the other thing I will say about the score sheet, I remember saying this, I do believe I was wrong when we originally talked about the score sheet. Um, in, in a sense, I'll tell you where I was wrong. When I first talked about the score sheet, I said, well, they, it's, they, they're trying to create separation, but I don't know if this is going to create more separation in the score sheet. But I, I did see after American grand that it did create separation. Cause every time I get a, a tenth in a, uh, awarded to my score sheet, it's actually two tenths, which it does create separation. And especially on a two day event, it does make it harder to close that gap between the teams because of, um, especially once deductions are added in, it does make it harder to close the gap. Um, but for teams that are neck and neck, like I said last year, because we had uh, senior black tied with senior pink at summit last year, yeah. they had a tie. It wouldn't have taken care of that because they still would have scored us what they scored us. And they would have scored them what they scored them. And it wouldn't have, I know this isn't because they didn't open up the range. We still would have gotten an eight, nine on our stunt difficulty. And they would have still gotten an eight, nine on our stunt difficulty. If there were more options for the judges to choose, then maybe one of us would have edged each other out somewhere. So it helps as far as creating separation between first place and second place, but it didn't help create separation between teams that were going that get the same score. So you yeah. still see a lot of teams with the same score, but so it doesn't create separation there, but it creates separation as far as there's a bigger gap between first place and second place. So, and then once you account for two day competitions and deductions, it creates a gap. So anyway, little birdie has told me trusted source. And mm-hmm. this will be confirmed by time this airs. So we'll see if I'm right or wrong, if I have a good source or not. Um, but rumor has it that the that they are going to change the score sheet. So we'll see. I guess in by the time middle of the season, huh? Middle, middle of the season, yeah. So it's that's not unprecedented before. It's happened. It happened a, a few years ago with um, all of the world's teams. Mm-hmm. Thanks for bringing that up because it leads me to this next thing. All the world's teams a few years ago. So worlds competes on a different score sheet at worlds than they do 
all season long. So all season long, they compete on the varsity score sheet, at least at varsity events. They compete on the varsity score sheet. Then you get the worlds and they compete on the world score sheet, which is weighted completely differently. And it's just a different score sheet, right? And they don't have certain categories, the same categories. We don't judge the same categories the same way. And world's coaches were obviously getting frustrated with that. They're like, why do we compete on this score sheet all season long? And then we go to this score sheet. Can we compete on this score sheet all season long? So world teams were competing on one season. World's teams were competing on the world score sheet. That was the plan for them to compete on the world score sheet all season long. And about February, coaches had had it and they didn't like what was going on. And so varsity changed back and said, all right, well, moving forward, we're going back to the varsity score sheet and y'all just deal with the world score sheet at worlds. Right. So coaches asked for it, got it, hated it. And then, you know, then they varsity changed it back. So it kind of seems like that's what's going on right now. We're on the score sheet. I mean, there's a big, like I said, that post alone had 200 comments on it. There was another post that I saw that had at least a hundred comments on it. Um, that was talking about the score sheet. So, I mean, it seems to be, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm assuming varsity's feeling the heat right now and just wanted to do what's right uh, or do, you know, I don't want to say what's right, but do what they're, they're, what they feel people are demanding. So, yeah. Um, I saw something about it on one of the cheer parents pages that I'm on. And I can't remember if I saw it last night or this morning, but I was just, I just scrolled because. Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel you. So, that's, you know, sometimes it's just best just to scroll. You know, like, you, you know, just scroll. If, if you have a <laughs> podcast, you talk about it on your podcast, right? Um, yeah, right. But a coach said this, an owner said this a few years ago when, when they decided to change from the world score sheet back to varsity and, or during that time, that season I was referring to earlier. Mm-hmm. A coach said this. We are all playing golf in the same bad weather or like the same rainy weather. And I thought that that was just like, yeah, like it's, and so that's why I think about this score sheet that we're currently on right now. If you don't like it, it, it just is what it is. It's not like, it's not like all the big name gyms are on last year's score sheet where it was significantly easier to score a 97, 98, 99 and all the small Jim's, you know, the judges yeah. hate us. And so, you know, all oh, you guys are going to be on this score sheet where, you know, a 93 is a, is a decent score. Right. And so we're all on the same score sheet. And so I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about your score. You know, the judge, what the judges are trying to do are get the placements. Correct. That's what the judges are trying to do. They're trying to get the placements. Correct. Or that's what the score sheet should do. The score sheet should be designed in such a way that it gets the placements correct. That's what should happen. But coaches and athletes and parents are all used to seeing a certain score when they take the mat. And when they don't see that score, it frustrates. And now I 100% agree with this post that we read earlier that deductions do seem to not have as big of an impact. And... I, I think it is a problem that the bottom half of the score sheet has as big as an impact on the score sheet, but it's the same, you know, my competitors have to use that same score sheet too. And if they're beating us in choreography, then we just got to figure it out. You know, like we got to, that's just mm-hmm. my attitude. We got to figure it out. We yeah. got to bring in someone else or keep, you know, bring in someone else, send videos out, you know, get as much feedback as we can to change that. Um, and that's, you know, it might be unfair if you're choreo- if you have an in-house choreographer who's a genius, but at the end of the day, life's not fair, you know? Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. It, not everyone can go out there and win the competition. It just is what it is. Um, the next thing with the score sheet is, you know, I've said this for years. They need to stop changing the score sheet every year. They've got to stop yeah. changing. Give us a score sheet. It's so hard to master and learn the score sheet and the nuances of the score sheet when it gets changed every single year. So it's really hard to like put your athletes in a competitive position in the best position possible because the coaches have to go and relearn the nuances of the score sheet every single year. And, and I get it. They have a full department dedicated to the score sheet. 
And so it's super easy to, I guess, just tinker all day long when like, like that's your job, right? Like, you know, I don't have anything else to do. So I'm going to figure out how to make the score sheet better. But I think in general, we should have a score sheet, let it lie for five at years. least two years, right? I mean, right? Five years would be great, but at least two years, let that thing sit so people have a chance to master it. Um, and two years is like the bare, bare, because I really think, I don't know if they'll let, let, let sit for five. I hear gymnastics changes it every eight years, maybe, that, but I don't have anything. I don't know anything about gymnastics. But right, three to five years, let that thing sit there, let coaches be able to master it. And now we have a huge amount of data on this one score sheet and we're able to go in and decide to change it and what seems to be best for the uh, industry. But changing it every year, you know, you base so much of your team mm-hmm. on the score sheet, right? Teams yeah. are, ba- you know, the teams we have today in the gym would not be competitive on the score sheet we had to use 10 years ago, right? Back, especially back in the PCM days, that was a whole different ballgame. I watched some of those routines and look at some of the things we had to do in order to be competitive. Um, you know, some of these kids wouldn't be on these teams because of the way the score sheet was designed. They changed the score sheet, allows us to put together a different type of team. And so, you know, teams are heavily, heavily based on the score sheet. And we change it every year. You change the way we place teams. And when you change the way we place teams, you know, parents go, why was she able to be on this team this year, but now she can't be on this team? Or why was, why was, and this is the bigger one, because usually kids don't typically move teams or levels or down a level. But the big thing is, why was her friend able to make this team with these skills? And now she's not able to make these team with these skills. Or her older sister was able to make these teams with these skills, right? And now she can't make these teams with those same exact skills. Yeah, well, the score sheet's changed a little bit and da da da. And it, you know, so anyway, I will well, say here's this. my thing. Go it's go. It's ne- the score sheet is never going to be perfect. Like if it's perfect for you at American and I'm over here at Suzy Q Gym, it's not perfect for me, but it's perfect for you know the sky blue gym down the road. It's not, it's never going to be perfect for everybody. So let it sit for a little while. Like what is the, I I don't understand. Like it's okay. So I'm just going to be honest, just bored people, just really bored people needing to do something. And this is coming just from the cheer mom and not from the cheer coach or director, but like, just let it sit. Like, never going to be perfect, but don't fix something that's not completely broken. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're dealing with it as we've been dealing with it. So just leave it be for a little while. Yeah. That's and you I know what? And that. I think it's not, I know I said this about they, they tinker. Why I really think why it changes is because, and I said this in another podcast, it's because most teams lose. That's the biggest issue. Most teams lose. Everyone wants to figure out how to win. And the reason why they aren't winning is because of a deficiency on the score sheet, right? We weren't winning before, or at least I perceived we weren't winning before because we didn't have good choreography, right? Or their choreographer was better than our choreographer. And so if you get enough people who are frustrated with the weight of the choreography in the routine or the, on the score sheet, then everyone's going to come knocking on varsity's door. Do something about this, right? Varsity feels the pressure and they go, okay, we have listened to you. We have listened to you as, as the industry, we're going to change this. And then the pendulum goes this way. And the people who want more technique now go, no, we need more technique. The technique needs to, to be more right. And so, you know, and the pendulum keeps on swinging and though varsity is trying to listen to the customers i think at some point my opinion they should just go this is the score sheet deal with it right now i'm not sure if they're going to say that um because at the end of the day you know varsity is a vendor and we are customers and they might and you know varsity is already on a varsity's public 
perception has already taken, you know, the court of public opinion, you know, they're already not yeah. in the most favorable of light. So I, I see why they're trying to be pleasers. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think it, they, it would, they would do better if they just, I really like last year's score sheet. Again, my only problem with last year's score sheet is the, is the separation within the teams, but it is what it is. Like, you know, yeah. so we'll see what this new score sheet, how this new source, what this, what the new things changes are in this new score sheet. And I'm sure we will talk about that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think I need to learn the score sheet. Then I will say this, I guess, just to end this topic or, you know, if you want to keep going, keep going, but I don't like you were saying that, um, Oh goodness gracious. Uh, a deduction doesn't weigh as heavy. That's not right. That is complete crud. A de- if you get a deduction, it should be what a deduction. Like, I mean, if, here's if if White has a little, um, you know, she doesn't get up and, or she drops her stunt a little bit, but doesn't touch down. And then, um, you know, blue sky gym next to us that we're competing against, they have a touchdown. It's the same. If it's the same deduction as my team, that's not right. And that might not be the case, but we didn't, we didn't have a touchdown and they did that. No, that that's not right. But then again, I'm, you know, just a cheer mom. So I don't have much weight on that. (laughs) No, I feel you. And you know, it's a hard, and I think it's a hard, a hard thing to balance with the deductions because because difficulty, and that's the other thing, difficulty does play a role and should play a role in the, in the scores. Like you want to be able to go, yeah, we, we had a deduction, but our difficulty was like so much more than theirs. And so I think yeah. that's what they're trying to find is the balance is we had a far harder stunt sequence. So yes, we risked more by putting either more stunts in the air or just by, by having a sheer more difficult stunt like we should be rewarded and for having that come down shouldn't it you know you know i shouldn't be so penalized i can no longer compete with this team that's nowhere on our level you know isn't risking as much as we are so i think that's the that's the balance that they're trying to find um yeah but yeah but the deductions i've only been to one varsity event so far this season so i can only speak for you know this one event we've been to but especially with that cheer match who uses the varsity score sheet, it seemed, it seemed odd to me that it was like a no brainer that we would use the routine with the deduction versus the routine that didn't have a deduction. So yeah. anyway, um, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Okay. So, okay. So we're bringing up a scenario that you brought up last week. You had a little bird. Mm-hmm talk to you. So you're like, yeah, yep. I got it. Let me bring something up coach. All right. Like, hey, feel free. <laughs> so we're bringing that scenario back up. Cause I wanted to kind of expand upon my answer a little bit. So we won't spend, maybe we'll spend forever on it, but I didn't want to spend too, too much time on it, but I didn't want to expand my answer again. So um, the scenario was like, um, there is, do you want to say it again? Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah. So the, if the athlete has been on a certain level team for, you know, three or four years and the athlete doesn't want to cheer anymore if the athlete doesn't level up next season. Um, that was basically it. Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, it really does depend on who the athlete are, is um, a, a bunch of different scenarios go into that. And it really does depend on who that athlete is. And I won't go into that. If you want to go back, check it out. Last episode, it's still there. Like, comment, subscribe on that one too. Enter to win drawing at the end of the month. $100 giveaway. Anyway, <laughs> but I did want to say um, a couple of things that I failed to mention. Um, what should one, what should that athlete do? I'll answer that. What should that athlete do? I believe that athlete feels that strongly that they go, you know what? I really, if I don't move up a level next year, I just don't want to cheer. What should that athlete do? Um, One, I understand that's frustrating, especially because everything else in our life is, is like designed to like move us forward, right? You're in, you're in grade school and you go from first grade and a year later, 
like you basically are in the second grade. Right. And then you, it, yeah. it, it, I want to say that it doesn't take, I don't want to say that it doesn't take hard work to move up to the second grade, but it's not like I was in the first grade feeling like, I feel like the pressure to get my back handspring was a lot more than the pressure to learn addition and subtraction. Right. Um, there's like real significant things for moving up a level. Hey, you need to get your back handspring and a round off back handspring and a whatever, or you need to get your tuck and you need to do your two hands, you know, whatever it is. I understand the frustration that an athlete might have and go, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. Right. Not if I'm not going to move up. So understand that what I would do if I were that athlete or a parent of that athlete is I would set up a meeting with a coach, gym director, owner, and get like some real honest feedback. Susie comes in, Susie goes, Hey coach, I've been on this level for this many years. I would really like to move up to the next level. What do I need to do to move up? All right, well, let's go check out your skills. Coach evaluates the skills, goes, okay, it looks like you are doing a really good job on on your standing tumbling, but I really need you to get round off three back handsprings in your running tumbling because that seems to be what's holding you back. Um, And if you can do that, like, or you really need to straighten out your legs in those handsprings, that's the only thing I really see that's holding you back from making the next level or get whatever feedback from the coach that you need to have. And I think a lot of times that really, cause I think once kids are not on the level, they start to paint their own story and create their own story. Like I'm not on this mm-hmm. level because coach doesn't like me. I'm not on this level because coach that, or they, you know, whatever they create their own story and having a coach like really sit down and go, Hey, I want, cause I, I think all coaches want their athletes to move up and reach their goals. But when you hear your coach, go, Hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z for me. This is what's going to happen. Then the, 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 this will happen. If you do this, then the kid has a true blueprint of what needs to happen, you know? Um, And then you can get into more scenarios of, you know, it is possible for your age and your skill level to get this skill and not move up because of these other factors. Now it's usually tumbling, but there are other factors that go into why kids make certain teams and don't make other teams and all those different things. Right. But you can at least have that one-on-one conversation with that specific athlete and a coach can kind of project what they see in the future. And obviously none of those things are set in stone and team uh, teams being created have a lot to do with a lot of other factors that don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to do with that specific athlete. That's one thing. Um, the other thing, maybe I should have started off with this first is that it does matter again, what athlete it is because some athletes, you know, they don't take any extra classes, you know, and you know, they have a bad attitude and they do whatever. And you're like, as a coach thinking that kid doesn't deserve to move up. Like, why should you, okay, go quick kid. Like you're, you're lazy. You're a pain in my butt. And you know, yeah. All right. If you don't move up, it's for a reason, right? And other kids, you know that they're busting their butt. They're just having a hard time getting whatever skill, you know? And so, you know, those conversations are definitely handled differently. Um, So, you know, anyway, I hope I was able to expand and give a more uh, well-rounded answer for for everyone. So. I think you did. I think, I think our viewers would like that. Yeah. I tried my best to be. I tried my best. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess we're moving on to the question of the week then. Yeah. All right, guys. Here we go. For, you ready for we're, we're ready. But we got we got sponsors, B. So we got to yeah, sure let's they, hear it. They get their, <clears throat> their time. Out. They're shot out right here. So, hey, B, are you ever at competitions and you're just like, oh, man, American cheer music is so good. I love it right now. I truly do most 99% of the time like our music. There was one time time that there was like a little bit like of a frozen mix. And I can't believe if it was when the twins were on prep team or if it was we us. I think so. I'll have to go back and look, but it was like like Elsa. Like, let it go. What are you talking about? You're making this up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> could be wrong maybe it wasn't frozen maybe it was something else i don't know what yeah. it was. we had like a frozen mix. <laughs> i will say this um black 
two years ago music was seriously the best music I've ever heard in my entire life. Like I was like, I could listen to this on repeat and not my, without my kids. So yeah. good. I mean, I still do like all of our music this time. Champ mentality. So turn up the track. Boom, boom. So mission time, you're going to pray for mercy because you know we never let it up. Huh, busting in and busting through. We don't need permission. Senior Black 2K19, we are on a mission. Yeah, it was a good mix. Um, anyway, all that to say, <laughs> if you want a mix that you like 99% of the time, sounds like that. Go to soundslikethat.com or link in the description. Fill up a little thing. Someone from Sounds Like That will get back to you. So anyway, this is the question of the week. Also, if you have a question of the week, send it in because we love answering your questions. So write them in the comments below. Send them in, yeah. DM us anywhere. We'll get to it. And we literally try to answer every question that comes in. So send it to us. It might take us a while to get to it on a show, but here we are. B, hit us with that question of the week. All right. So this person wants to know, how do you decide which kids go where in the routine? Front, center, et cetera. How do we decide which kids go where in the routine? That is a, well, it's a nuanced answer. It depends, right? It's the same thing I said last time. It depends on all sorts of stuff. Mostly in a perfect world. Oh, and performance matters as well. I hadn't thought about that until that just now. So um, there's a bunch of different things that you weigh. Um, the actual execution of the skill is, I, I guess, the, right? You want your best athletes. You want to you put your team in the best position to get the highest points. And typically, you judge the routine. And, you know, so if I hear judges all the time, you know, I don't look at the center of the routine, I always look to the sides where those kids are. And I'm always like, I don't think you do that. I, I think you kind of say that, yeah. but I think yeah, you really right. just look at the center of the routine. Um, Cause I saw the kid that was over there <laughs> and we got a pretty good score. So I think you were looking at that kid anyway. Um, but you know, you want to highlight your best athletes. You want to, you want to highlight your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. And that's it, right? That's like the, the short answer. Highlight your strengths, minimize your weaknesses. So, you know, when it comes to, and it, but it's not just that. The other thing that, that plays with that is that you get to decide what you want to actually highlight as your strength and what you're actually trying to minimize as a weakness. Not to mention the other thing that comes into it is where in the routine that happens, what happened before that section and what's going to happen after that section. So that has a big impact on where you place athletes in the routine. So, you know, you put together a section trying to get your, your best athletes uh, towards the front, towards the center. Mm -hmm. But then when you go to your next section, because of things like um, overall impression and routine composition, right? Those types of things. You don't want kids running around the mat looking like roaches when the lights turn on. You want it to be a seamless transition. You shouldn't be able to, like, to really see the transition. And when you have kids you know, traveling four or five panels you know, to get to the other side of the routine, crossing center to get to the other side of the routine, it doesn't look good. It's not aesthetically pleasing. So they have to be somewhere close to their previous spot, right? And so yeah. kids will kind of tend to stay in that portion of, on that portion of the floor, um, throughout a routine, regardless of maybe if you built the routine from scratch, like if that were your, your opening, then they would have, you know, a different, you know, spot in their team. So, so the transition matters, but in general, like, you know, just to answer the question in general, you know, back in the day, like when we picked the, uh, stunt, you know, who's going to be point stunt back in the day, it was always like flexibility. Like who's the most flexible, the most flexible kid is going to be center, right? Um, but for me, that's kind of shifted a little bit. I have shifted more towards um, we want to look at who executes it the best, like who executes it, but more than just executes it, who is our most like consistent stunt? Um, because, you know, at competition, you know, eventually someone falls at a competition, right? Um, you know, all the mm -hmm. routines that go throughout all season long, someone is going to drop. 
And in center, you're trying to make sure that it's at least not the center group that falls, right? Um, so I want really consistent groups in the center. That's what I want. I want consistent groups that execute the stunt very, very well. That's what I want point. And that's really with, um, I guess you can do that with all of the other sections, but you know, this one year we had this with, um, with senior red is that we had such a good team a couple years ago and all the flyers were returning all it, it was it virtually like the whole team was returning this really good group. Everyone had and all the flyers had their strengths, right? All of them had their strengths. One was mm-hmm. really good at the one and a half up. One was really good at the full around. That was really good at the TikToks. You know, they all had their strengths. And so we were literally switching the point flyer for every stunt that went up. We were like, when we we're doing the choreography, we we're like, okay, she's the best at this. So let's do a formation. So now she's in the center for this. And now let's do the formation. So she's in the center for this. And we are trying to give all these kids, you know, their moment to shine. Right. Yeah. But the choreography didn't come out. It really hurt the choreography the way it came out because we had to spend so much time doing the transitions that eventually we just said, you know what? I'm sorry. We can't highlight. And we had seven flyers on the team that year, seven stunt groups, eight flyers, seven stunt groups. We can't highlight all eight of you guys. We've got to, you know, we've just got to highlight or not, but we've just got to keep this kid or these two kids in center uh, because that's what's best for the team instead of, because even though this kid has the very best TikTok and this kid had the very best one and a half up, what was really best for the team was to minimize the amount of movement that we did. Right. Um, Yeah. Does it, you know, people could make, we all made arguments that this kid should be center for this and this kid should be center for this. Um, And, you know, so there's a lot of things that go into it, but, you know, you're looking for someone who's, consistent and who really executes the skill the way you want the rest of the team to do it. I think that's a good way to put it. You want the person in the middle to do it the way you want the rest of the team to do it. Like they're the benchmark, right? Um, You know, if the judges only judge one person, that's who you want them to judge. But you know, there's Mm -hmm. other things where, you know, really transitions that really have a big impact on that. So I like that one. I think for me, I, I read into things like way too much. Um, so if there's any parents out there listening that read into things too much, um, this goes both ways for me because one of my daughters is a flyer and one of my daughters flies a little bit and bases more most. Um, and my daughter that is a flyer, she is in the back um, when she does her heel stretches. And I understand why um, because it definitely needs some improvement. But it's also really cool to hear this because they go into their pyramid, I believe it is. Uh, she is front and center. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's it's really cool to hear that because she's in the back because she can use some work. And if I was a coach, I wouldn't put her in the very front and center when she does a hill stretch. Um, mm-hmm. But when she's in the front, it's cool to hear that she's she's the most consistent with you know that type of stunt so that's it's cool i i I really like this for me it goes both ways she needs improvement but also she is the most consistent it's like a balance you know what i mean yeah and some athlete you know and some skill sets are just made like some stunt sequences especially we're going to talk on stunts right now are just made for other from made for certain kids like you do one stunt sequence and you're like oh all these skills are right on my alley. This is my year and other year in the, the very next year, you know, you guys go a different, uh, different direction. And you're trying to do these stunts and those aren't necessarily your, your, your strengths or whatever. And so it's not that you're any worse. You know, I'm a worse flyer this year. We're just not doing skills this year that highlight your strengths, you know? So yeah. we're trying to put skills that highlight our strengths. Right. Um, so when we do stunt sequences that, you know, are all twisting elements, no body positions, uh, or TikTok variations. And, you know, we're doing minimum body positions, you know, very technical flyers or stunt groups have the ability to be highlighted. But when we go a route where we're going to highlight our flexibility and not necessarily, you know, these skills or whatever, then, you know, athletes who, you know, Gumby gets to be highlighted and, you know, and it changes every single year. Um, and the same thing, you know, same thing happens with tumbling, 
Uh, this athlete's really, really good at these particular passes. This athlete's really, really good at these particular passes. And, you know, so they get to hi- get highlighted this year. They get highlighted this year. And, and like you said, with the pyramid, it goes, you know, those skills for her in the pyramid, right up her alley, right? Oh, this is, yep. this is my wheelhouse. I'm really good at these things. Um, and not yeah. necessarily, this might not be my wheelhouse when we get to the elite section. Right. So, but you know, and it changes every year and you know, no, it definitely changes every year. Um, but I think it, it's good to hear. Uh, I know it last year, oh, maybe it was the year before you had asked me like how, like, because both of the twins were on the opposite sides the whole entire time. <laughs> and you were like, so how do you pay attention? I'm like, I don't know how I do it. Um, but uh we're saying that it might not be highlighting their skills this year you know and for um one of my daughters uh it just it wasn't highlighting her skills this year and that's okay because I think she's kind of grown to love um learning how to base and um it's just something else for her to learn on that so uh I mean, I've seen some of our girls' hill uh, stretches, and no doubt about it, they should be in front because they are fabulous. So yeah, shout, yeah. shout out. So hey, guys, if you want to submit a question for the question of the week, do it. Submit it. Comment. Also, like, subscribe, share. But yeah, send <laughs> send them in. We'll answer them. We try our best to answer all of them that come in. So uh, yeah, no, we, we keep it real, right, B? Definitely. Ninety-nine percent of the time. i need you to bring up this let it go routine i need to hear this and go i think there was a little snippet i I would remember elsa well we don't use any any uh covers we use all custom tracks maybe he sampled maybe he i don't know we'll see you said it was back when they were on prep either when they were on prep or was the year after them so the prep team had it but it it wasn't like full-on elsa music i mean it was just like the lyrics you know um let it go. Let it go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go check it out. Cool. I'm going to have to, too. I will say this, though. The Twins is uh, regional champs are here to stay forever and ever and ever. That's my favorite part. I could listen to that like over and over and over. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. Right, so check out sounds like that. Send in a question of the week. Um, I'm not sure if we have anything else, B. Anything else you want to bring up? So. No. I mean, by the time this airs, Christmas will be done and over with. So. Hope everybody had a good Christmas and has a safe and happy new year's. Other than that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're taking next week off. So I don't think those hear us again until the new year. So happy new year to everyone. Enjoy yep. this time with friends and family. Stay healthy, stay safe out there. And um, we'll be bringing it back in 2022 with the let's talk cheer podcast on that note. Don't be less when you can be more five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out.